Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Ugo Opara, PA licensed real estate agent and investor with United Real Estate, reporting to you live from the uh, sunrising. Like I'm driving and I can see the sunrise. I'm reporting from Southwest Philadelphia behind a trolley that's annoying the hell out of me, but uh, but I'm up, you know. I, um, for whatever reason, I have this amazing skill set where. I wake up at, at like a, around 5.30 uh, without an alarm clock. And I think that that's just so cool because if I leverage that ability properly, I could be one productive MF, right? So Q1 is over, right? Q1 is, you know, the, the year, at least for businesses, the year is broken down into four quarters uh, consisting of three months. So Q1 is uh, January, February, March. And looking back on that, um, you know, I was in the office going over my numbers and I only had a million in sales, right? Which is below projections. I'm, I'm, I'm a quarter million below where I need to be. And, uh, I was kind of beating myself up about that. And I really, really was upset because I knew that, uh, the gap was February, you know, because I had no sales in February. <clears throat> that's really what, what kind of threw me off, right? On average, I'll do about maybe two transactions at about maybe 150 on average each for maybe, maybe not 150, maybe 165 or something like that. So each month I'll do about, each month I should be doing about 400, 450 in sales to hit that 1.25 goal, right? Last year I did 5.3. So if you average that out over Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, um, it's right around 1.75 million per quarter. So this one, I was actually off even more than I thought. I was actually off by 750, three thirds, three fourths of a million and, and, and $750,000 in sales, um, which, which uh, you know, was a little unfortunate. And, uh, you know, I'm not too, anyways, back to waking up early, waking up early, uh, if leveraged correctly, it could help me be very, very productive, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because I, I don't feel like I was productive in Q1, hence me not hitting my sales goal, goal, and that went, that's what led me off to a whole rant about the numbers, but anyways, if, if I'm able to wake up just a continuously, just get to the gym, like, that's it, like, my goal is just to wake up and get to the gym, so, Right now, it's 6.30, and I'm on my way to the gym. I'm maybe 10 minutes away from the gym. That sounds good, but the, the, what, what the, the truth is, I spent an hour on Instagram and, and, and Facebook before I even got out of bed. And then I got out of, well, not, you know, I spent like maybe 40 minutes, and then I got maybe 30 minutes, yeah, 40 minutes, got out of bed, and then I spent 20, like, kind of cleaning up a little bit and getting dressed and then leaving, right? So I think that... Um, you know, moving forward, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of, and if that's something I do every morning, that's seven hours a week, that's a whole work day, you know what I mean, so just being able to um, look at the things that I can do better, not, not, not even looking at things such as increasing how many people I sell houses to, or selling at a higher price point, or working with more people, but just being more efficient with what I can do, um, it's something that I think that, that, that's going to be a game changer.
Um, same thing with my property management, right? I'm starting to get really, really into property management, mainly because I want something that's going to, I want to be able to have something that's going to manage my properties the way I want it managed. So paying, you know, before, you know, paying $30 for software seemed like a waste of money to me, you know what I mean? But now I'm thinking about it. I got four units already. So that's four tenants. If I add another triplex, it'd be seven. And I think that the cost to just... The, the cost to uh, run that software versus the the, the, the the outcome of it, which is really efficient, which is efficiency if, if leveraged correctly, I think that the cost is very little when compared to the pros and cons and the efficiency factor that, that it's going to kick out. So that's kind of like what my train of thought is this morning. You know, I'm on my way to the gym. I'm working my arms today. Um, and by arms, I mean biceps, triceps. And, you know, th this is just something that's running through my mind is just the efficiency factor of certain aspects of my life. One of them is definitely the property management aspect of my life. Uh, and then the second would be the, um, you know, just making sure that my mornings are used properly. Um, and by properly, I mean, I, I, I get to the, just getting to the gym and back as quickly as possible. You know what I mean? Not wasting any time. If I'm up at 5.30, if I'm up at 5.30, I should be dressed and, and, and out the door by like 5.15 and then it may be at the gym 6 o'clock, 6.15 and, and I'm rolling. Like that should be it. That should be the mantra. That should be the banner that we wave uh, every time I wake up. And I think more, more preparation, maybe taking a little bit of time at night to prepare for the next day. I think that's good as well. You know, one of the things that I realized that that's been good for me is I don't open my computer. I train myself like, look, if you open this computer and you answer one email, you're going to automatically default to start your to-do list and you're never going to pull away from that. Like if I was to open my computer this morning, I would have been working from I have an, a settlement at, at 12 noon. I would have been working from from whatever, whatever that time is to 12 noon, because when you run your own business, there's so many things you can do. There's, there's no, there's never enough time to do what you really want to do. There's always room for more. You can always be doing better. There's always, the, it's ridiculous, right? So when in my head, once that starts, it becomes problematic because I know I'm going to go crazy with the work. So I train myself to say, look, there's a time for that. And right now is not that time. You know what I mean? So I think, I think that's important, you know, time blocking time blocking a lot of people want to switch and i'm not gonna lie dude i'm very privileged that i'm even able to do real estate uh full time right because last year um no not last year the year two years ago i was working a million part-time jobs trying to stay afloat make this real estate work work and push out the type of cash i needed to sustain you know and now you know i got a four unit property building i'm paying for the renovations out of pocket i'm looking at other properties for like my next flip i mean i am in such a good position from where i was just two years ago um that if the if the me from two years ago could hear some of the stuff that i'm, I'm doing now that guy would be like holy crap dude good stuff Versus to me, that's poo-pooing myself because I didn't, um, I didn't hit my sales goals. I mean, I, you know, it's just, um, you know, and I'm humbled. I appreciate it. I, I don't want people to think that I'm like stuck up now because I, oh, Ugo didn't sell two million in sales. Now he's he's not happy. Like that's not the case, right? It's always it's always the desire to do more. And, and for me, it's not even about doing more this year. For me, it's about efficiency. For me, it's about repeating the ink. I just want to repeat. I want to repeat, if I can just continuously make what I made last year, I, I, I would never, not even me, my family would never have to worry about money because I may, you know, I don't, I, 
I could live off of maybe one fifth of what I made last year. Um, and I think the reason that I didn't realize that was mainly because uh, a lot of it went to the renovating that apartment building. That apartment building took like $80,000 out of my pocket. You know what I mean? And um, un until I get it back, it's going to be tough, right? Because I was in debt before I started making a lot of money. And then once I started making a lot of money, that money was our, was used into putting into rental properties. So I never had the time to go back and pull up the pay off the debt, right? Um, so it's just weird. I have a massive hole that I can that I could have filled that I could have filled, but I chose not to. I chose to put it somewhere else. And the reason why is because I feel like I'm gonna get I'm gonna make out more by putting it elsewhere than paying off the debt. Um, and I, I'll, I've, I've had this talk several times, the cost of student loans, you know, what percentage that's at versus what you can do with that money somewhere else and get a better return. I would all, always go for the better return, but I'm at the gym now. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pay my body some attention and then, um, you know, we'll pick up from where I had, and I'm sorry about this. I feel like this, this talk, this rant has been scattered all over the place and I'll try to. Um, rein it in and be a little bit more uh, productive or maybe a little bit more focused uh, when I come back. All right. But thanks for listening anyways. What's going on? What's going on? So um, this is Ugo Opera. Very, very excited. Finished up with settlement. Uh, this is my, uh, well, I guess this is my first settlement for the week, but I mean for the month, but it doesn't feel like that because I ended uh, because I had another settlement on the 30th of March and now I have one on the 5th of April and I should have two. One on the 18th, one on the 19th. So, so yeah. But today's settlement was good. Um, and I'm very, very proud of uh, my client because this was a client where w she was going through the NACA program. And the NACA program is not the easiest thing to go through. And one of the things that made it especially difficult for her is because the mortgage, the lender, she, the, the, um, the counselor she was working with was not the most um, efficient and it wasn't until we were able to pull her away. And I, I don't work for NACA. I just support them ridiculously. And I send all my clients to NACA. And I highly recommend that anyone that's buying their first property, run on over there. Because it's a great thing to do. And I support it. But, um, but, um, but yeah, but not, you know, sure, this process took a little bit longer. And then she had gotten surgery in the process. So she was out of work. So there was a period where she wasn't, uh getting the amount of income where that she would normally be getting uh so it's just a couple of things that but she anyways long story short she came out victorious she came up triumphant she got a really good price on a property that was renovated really nicely uh you know she still has the basement that she could finish out and by finish out i mean just replace the carpet and she's good to go so i'm i am so proud of her and uh i just i just um I'm just excited. Can't wait for the housewarming party. And um, she's someone she's a she's a she's a she's really good with budgets, really good on watching her money. And she loves to travel. So I know that she's someone that's going to financially do what she needs to do, because I know she likes to do other things with her money, which is travel. So I'm super, super proud, very excited. And just overall, you know, I feel like a proud. Um, I'm just proud, man. Just very proud. You know, she got the keys today. Uh, she's moving in tomorrow. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, just grinning, just grinning as I record this. So that, that, that happened, you know, our, um, 
you know, and the seller was an awesome, I love the seller as well. Seller's an awesome guy. He really put a lot of sweat equity into making this property uh, as decent as it was. There was a couple of things that were not resolved, uh, a couple of issues. They are going to be addressed and uh, that's what's important. So making sure that everything is handled, even outside of settlement, uh, is also important. Title company is holding some money. And um, no, wait, is it title? I, I don't think so. Never mind. Recant that statement. But, um, you know, uh, seller, seller was also very helpful in getting everything done. And uh, there was a bankruptcy involved and and several liens on the property. I mean, everything, everyone just kind of came together to get it taken care of the way it should be getting taken care of. And the seller got what they wanted. The buyer got what she wanted. And that's what warms my heart. You know, real estate is always a win-win. It's not ever, it's never about how do we get over on the other person or, you know, it's never about that. It's always a win-win situation. And, um, that's, that's what it's about. And, and the most, some of my most profitable real estate transactions have never been, Oh, let me see how I can get over on this guy. It's, Oh, what's the situation? Well, here's, here's what I need to make the numbers work for me. Do those work for you? Oh, okay, great. It works. Cool. Let's go to settlement. That's how it's always done. So this is this transaction was a prime example of that. Cool. All right. So right now I'm uh, so there's another property we have in the contract and we are heading over. We're not even heading over. I'm already here. I'm in front of the property. I'm parked in front of the property. It's is very It's in an area that I really like. Right. It's in it's it's in Darby Township, which has always gotten a bad rep, but it's beautiful. Like this is a really nice area. I think this is a great neighborhood for, you know, people that are looking to buy first time buyers. You want that three bedroom, maybe one and a half bath with a basement, right? For under a buck 30. I mean, for under maybe a buck 50. You know what I mean? I think this is a really good area. And um, you just kind of beat the mortgage down and then resell and get into whatever neighborhood you want to get to after this. Or you rent it out, whatever you want to do. But I really like this area. Uh, we got in at a really good price that's going to allow for my client to do maybe maybe $30,000 in renovation. So I'm very excited uh, about that because this client is going to be able to come in and really uh, do what they want to do with their property to reflect their personality and what they want and what they desire, uh, which is which which I think is really cool. Um, so just kind of picture HGTV. HGTV is a really good example. I know everyone's seen HGTV. It's kind of like what's going to happen. Property doesn't look awesome right now. Uh, the bones are good. The structure is good. But cosmetically, it's not what the buyer wants. So now we're, we're buying it at a low price. We're, we're, we're getting one mortgage for purchase and for renovations. And we're and we're running with it that way, right? So let's say she's picking it up. Let's say the property's worth two hundred thousand, and we bought it for one seventy. Now we got the thirty grand thanks to this renovation product that we have. The mortgage that she's buying with, she's buying it. She has her mortgage is allowing her to buy it for one seventy, and also throw in the thirty. So her mortgage in total will be two hundred, and it's one mortgage, and she's making one payment on it. No adjustable. It's a thirty-year fixed, uh, and she's going to get a good interest rate on it. So I'm very happy about about everything in total. So what we're doing today uh, is round two of vetting out contractors. So today we're meeting with another contractor that is going to come out and kind of give us a couple quotes to take it from and take it from there. Um, and that's that, you know, she had one contractor come out and she did not like that guy or was, it, you know, well, no, I didn't like that guy. Let me be honest. I didn't like that guy. 
And what happened is that the contractor himself later ended up later texting my client and admitting that that contractor didn't like me either. Listen, and that was a red flag for me because honestly, how professional is it to say you don't like someone's real estate agent? It's not professional. Keep your feelings out of it and just get the job done. You know what I mean? He never had to open his mouth and say anything like that. His job was to come in, give quotes on the work that she wanted and keep it moving. But instead, he didn't do that. And now my client, outside of how I feel about the guy, never not, you know, which is irrelevant right now, my client feels some type of way because why? Because she knows I'm not going to my client knows I'm not going to stare the stare, stare her wrong. Right. So if I'm not going to stare her wrong. Right. And I'm looking out for her best interest then why would someone not like me, right? Unless they're trying to do something different, right? Unless they feel like they feel some type of way, you, you know what I mean? And I, I don't understand that, nor do I care because I'm here to accomplish something. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to accomplish something. So if you're being called in to do a job that is part of my transaction, you got to come and play your part. We're not here to be friends. You do the job and get out. And if I, you know what I mean? And if the job is good, whether I like you or not, you're going to get called again for other jobs, right? That's, that's just how you do it. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't, you don't cry about stuff or anything like that. You just do what you got to do. So that one kind of threw me for a loop. So instead of going with that person, you know, she wants to get a second, a set of eyes for obvious reasons. And that's what we're here to do today. So we're going to actually do a full walkthrough of the property, top to bottom and um, get everything done that we need to done, get all the items that she wants on her wish list address and then taking it from there. So I'm very excited. I'm very pumped. And I'll keep you guys posted on how the things go. Uh, and hopefully once the bids come in, I'll be able to kind of like, you know, you guys can check me out on Facebook or YouTube and we'll actually go over to bid and you guys can see what it looks like. So in the event that you're ever looking to do something similar, you'll kind of have an idea of how to look at quotes and estimates and just kind of taking it from there. Cool. All right. So I'm signing off. I uh, see my client pulling up and uh, I'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Thanks again for always tuning in until next time. All right, all right, all right. So, um, the, uh, you know, the contractor, the second contractor was pretty, um, it went well, at least I would say, you know, I tried to be a lot nicer. Hopefully this contractor does not like me like the other contractor didn't like me, but you know, what can you do? And, um, <clears throat> I, I felt, I was very proud of my client because, you know, she had a lot more confidence going through this pro going through with this contractor and pointing out exactly what she wanted to be done. Um, very systemic with it. Started started from the basement work and then did this first floor and then did the second floor. And then we did the back and then we did the exterior of the property. And um, you know, I was just really proud of watching her because the first time we, we walked through it, um you know, her confidence wasn't there, you know what I mean? And what I told, what I tell my, what I make my clients do is I make them make a list. And by making a list, what I mean is I say, hey, break down what you want done in a property into rooms. So the basement would be in the basement, you know what I mean? Um, you know, new carpet or new flooring, you know, there's a, there's a door in the basement that leads out to the backyard. So replace, um, sliding glass doors that, you know, that are rotted and, and leaking with a new door 
and just little things like that in the kitchen, new cabinets, granite countertops, um, new, new tile floors, backsplash, new, new, new fridge, new dishwasher, garbage disposal, deep sink, um, replace fake, uh, fake brick wall, like things like that. Be very detailed before you want in every room so that when you're working or communicating with a contractor, you already know what that you need to relay to this contractor. Um, you know, convert, convert the heating system to gas, convert the water heater to gas, like whatever it is that you want, just make sure that everything's documented one. So you don't forget. Right. And then two, um, you, you, the, the more clear you are, the less, the less room there is for, for, for miss, for the contractor to misinterpret anything. So that that was very cool i definitely saw her go from like maybe i would have given her like maybe a c minus the first time around maybe even a d plus and now i'm pretty confident that i'd give her like a b a solid b you know what i mean she was very cool and and going through everything and asking questions and just uh you know stuff like that right which was so cool. And what, what I saw, it really, what it really reminded me of is like people that want to get into real estate, do a flip or a wholesale or whatever the case may be. And they just kind of psych themselves out because they don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, and I think that there's definitely, definitely like Google is amazing, dude. Like there's so much information in Google that people could have been set up, you know, to get the first deal, just the first deal. After that first deal, you learn so much, you know, you go from like a D to like a B plus right as as how you orchestrate and do stuff so that the experience with this buyer just resonated so strongly with me because so many people talk themselves out of it or they overstudy or not even overstudy they just take so long like doing research and then they never do anything never do anything i i one of i met with a mentor i mean i met with uh, um a counselor at the NACA program and uh, they're looking to get into real estate and do flips and things like that and you know, this person was telling me that they were almost about to drop $30,000 for a Dan Merrill, like, coaching class. And I'm, like, disgusted and appalled because I'm like, dude, just give me three grand. I'll teach you everything you need to know. And then you can use the other 27000 to go f actually do a deal. Like, that's that blows my mind. Like, why would anyone do that? Why would anyone drop thirty grand? I mean, well, thirty grand to go do for, for just for someone to teach you on how to do something. But then again, the, the, the irony of it is that college kids do it all the time. Student loans, I mean, there's some colleges that charge fifteen, twenty, twenty thousand dollars, maybe even more a year, and you gotta go there for four years. So maybe you're dropping thirty thousand times three. You come out of school for a bachelor's degree, you got ninety thousand effing dollars. You know what I would do with ninety effing dollars right now? I would change two, three people's lives. I would do flips back to back to back you know what i mean i could probably retire three maybe five people in 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 in, in, in uh uh five years maybe even seven years in 10 years i could i can i can create generational wealth with that ninety thousand dollars like it's just so crazy not to poo poo school or poo poo like student loans because where i'm from in nigeria you either have the total balance due or you don't go um so i respect it but, um, you know, as I talk about it, I'm really thinking that there's going to be some type of reform for schools because 
the value, I don't think even think the value is there. Like everything I learned in school, as far as like what am I implementing and using now? Really nothing. Now don't get me wrong, I mean I love there is a lot of self-confidence, but soul searching while you know when I was away and actually living on my own and figuring out life that way. But could I have done that in a much cheaper fashion? Hell yeah, dude. I could have got my own apartment, went to community college. I could have, you know, with the extra money I was saving, I could have traveled, you know, maybe went down to South America, pick up Spanish, um, you know, things like that. And I think that would have been a little bit more, not even a little bit more, a hell of a lot more interesting than what the typical has been, which is going to school. I have a bachelor's degree, but now what? whoop de doo right? And then what pisses me off is that when I, when I was looking for a job, people would want experience. They'd want a bachelor's degree and experience for an entry-level position. And I'd be like, you can just kick rocks, douchebag, douchebag corporation. I can't, I, I'll never forget Vanguard fired me. I mean, not fired me, but Vanguard turned me down like five times. I interviewed that company five times for five different positions. And I always got turned down. Now, I'm not blaming Vanguard. I blame myself, but Dude, five times? Like, what? Give a brother a chance. What the hell is that about? Um, and then Harris Casino, I was there for a little bit. That was probably my, my um, that was my, one of my best favorite jobs. Got fired from that. Um, I really, I, and my biggest regret was I had, I had a gig at SEI. SEI is a big company. They're out in Oaks, Pennsylvania. They even had, they're even publicly traded, right? And I stupidly just quit. <laughs> I stupidly just quit <clears throat> and the thought was I can't believe that I'm here doing this and not doing real estate I would I would I remember very vividly I would get, wake up I would catch a um catch a train from where I live to 69th Street Transportation Center there's some transportation center I would catch I think it was trolley or something like that. I would drive, catch a trolley to Norristown and then a bus to that would drop me off right at the in front of the the building. And I would just walk. And um, then I would just think like, man, this is horrible. Like, what am I doing? I hate this. I'm not getting paid anything crazy. And I'm not having any fun. Like, I, I, I can't see myself three, five years from now saying that I'm truly fulfilled. You know what I mean? Um, but I think I just wasn't patient. I think that there was definitely a way. Because what happened in real estate is I, I, I quit all these jobs. Well, I quit, you know, I quit SEI and I, I was broke for like, moved back with my mom. You know what I mean? I was broke for like two, three years before real estate started kicking off. So I think that I could have at least hung out there um, and then picked, you know, kind of slowly as into real estate versus what I did. Um, so yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Um, next thing now we're waiting on this transaction is appraisal to come in. Appraisal is going to come in, uh, and that's going to let us know where we need everything, where we need everything to be done at. So that's that. Right. And what I mean by that is, you know, let's say we're buying a property for a hundred grand uh, and we want to put 20,000 renovations. That means the property needs to appraise for at least one, 120. Right. It can actually appraise for less. It can actually appraise for 110 because we are allowed to do um, 
we're allowed to do we're allowed to roll in a hundred we're allowed to go in up to 110 percent of, of of arv actual appraised value um and that is what that is what's going that is that is what we got to do and the, the biggest thing is like well if it doesn't appraise let's say it only appraises for eighty thousand, right and that means that it, let's say it only appraises all right let me take a step back let's say we're buying it for 90 and it only appraises for 100 grand it means we can only go up to 110 that means we'd be 10 grand short on what we needed to do with the renovations and we'd have to i don't know find a way to take that stuff out so you know that's that's where we're at so once that comes in we'll take it from there and keep it moving um again my name is ugo para i kind of ranted but i still thank you for listening until next time